This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. You. Yeah, that's right. You're back. You. Mm-hmm. Through your support at patreon.com slash says who, you help make this whole thing happen. We can't stress enough how much you are directly a part of this. It's like you're all crowded. It's like we all cram into cram into a room together. We cram into a cram room. Cram into that room. And we're all super good friends. We're having like a potluck dinner. It's like a bunch of hot dishes. We're pa- like passing plates around. It's just all of us together. And every single one of you helps us through listening, through just sh- sharing and Honestly, just we cannot thank you enough. We can't. So please support us at patreon.com slash says who we thank you. Uh, This is also brought to you by Halo. I'm Ryan Johnson. I wrote books. Listen, it's summer. You got to read some, right? Right. So we're all agreed on this. So why not read Truly Devious, a mystery book and its sequel, The Vanishing Stare, both of which are available at any bookseller, and I've written a whole bunch of books. Like, there's lots of them. If you want a book, get a book. I think you'd like it, though, if you like mysteries. The Vanishing Stair with its sequel, the sequel to the, the third of the trilogy, The Hand on the Wall, coming. Duh, it's January, February. Don't have an exact date yet, but right around that time. Boom. Read books. Boom. How was that? Was it good? Yeah, it was wonderful. And hey, also, mm-hmm. this is Dan, and it is summer. And that means I'm back on the road, which means that the podcast that I do from the road, The Hitch, is coming back starting Monday, June 17th. You will get a full week's worth of The Hitch uh, every Monday. Seven episodes drop, and you can live vicariously in the back of my trailer with me and my wife, Janice. Listen to The Hitch at thehitchpodcast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to London Heathrow's Terminal 5. The local time here is five hours ahead of the Washington area, and it is approaching five past six in the morning. Oh, I'm so excited. I get to spend my whole summer abroad. I saved up all of my money working at McDonald's, and now I can go. Hey, kid. And really see. Oh, Hey, kid. No. Hey, kid, it's oh. me. Behind you. Turn around. Turn around. What? Turn around. Turn around very slowly. Don't look. Don't I look don't at me. Turn, turn back. I... Turn back. Okay. Turn back. Huh. Hey, kid. It's me. No. I heard you were going away over the summer, and uh, I heard you were going to England for study abroad. I didn't. I yes. Yeah. I. But I. I. I, mm, I tapped your phone. What? I got. Why? I also called what him a couple. You... A couple I'm interested in you, kid. I'm interested. I'm not selling hamburgers this summer, if that's what you want. I'm just, I'm going to learn. We're all going to learn, kid. We're all, this is going to be a big summer, kid. Big for all of us. Big for me, big for you. And I just wanted to come along. And actually, I just, I just bought a ticket just to ride behind you and uh, make sure you you got somewhere to be. We all have somewhere to be, kid. I mean, White House is a crazy place. Right about now, oh, I don't know if you want no. to work there. It's not a not a great place to work. Um, I now I got to actually, I got to go fine. over. And, yeah. What are Listen, you? Kid. Don't you have somewhere to be? I'm gonna also. I'm doing a little prep work for the Trump visit in England. So. Um, oh. Yeah, and we'd like to recruit you. 
to no. help out. Oh. Yes. You Why just not? need someone to get hamburgers for your visit, don't you? That is a lot of our job, kid. Don't you want to serve oh. your country? I mean, I do. That's my whole job. I serve people food when they come through the drive-thru, but I'm taking the summer off. You're a goddamn patriot. That's what I like about you, kid. You love your country, and you love your hamburgers. Come on, kid. Come work with me. No. Why do you say that? I just want to learn things about England. Like what? The kings and things. You want to learn the kings and things? I like that stuff. We have our own king now. King Trump. Oh, that's not how it works. He's going to want hamburgers over here, kid. And you're going to have someone's oh, going to have no. to. Nobody brings hamburgers bigger than you. That's not. I just. This is the worst trip ever. It's summertime. You're coming with me. Welcome. To says who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I am Dan Sinker, and I'm Maureen Johnson. You went a little quiet, Dan. Is that because you're in a remote campground, not surrounded by murderers? I am, in fact, in a very remote campground right now, and I Are there just uh, cricket sounds. Are there cricket sounds? Are there cricket sounds? Are there cricket sounds? Whoa. Uh, there aren't right now because it's the day. Well, day-ish. It's, I mean, it's like five o'clock. It's very sunny. It's it's beautiful here. There's New York crickets outside. It's not beautiful here. That's, that sounds like police sirens. That's right, Dan, because today a helicopter crashed into the top of the building. What? And... Yes, in New York I have City. been offline all like I'm not kidding. I am in a very remote campground right now. We picked up our trailer. We have driven here. Uh, I got hooked up. Uh, me and you just had about 25 minutes of technical difficulties, and mm-hmm. this is the first time I have been on the internet since I got into the car at 9 a.m. this morning. So what the hell? What are you talking about? A helicopter? It's not. A, I don't want to. This is going to sound terrible, but in New York adjusted terms. Or even news-adjusted terms, it's not that big of a deal. There was a terrible. It was an accident. Somebody died. It's extremely sad. A helicopter crashed into a building, but it was like an. It was an oh accident. It happens here, but the news has been treating it. Uh, they've been doing a lot of. Uh, remember nine eleven? Now we we I I have seen. I saw a helicopter fished out of the East River. Like we we have small plane crashes here and large plane crashes. We had a plane land on the Hudson. <laughs> So, but the way that it's been treated today is just super gross and it made me angry and I just started yelling at CNN on Twitter, like, because that's an effective, you know, well, I just, I, I couldn't take it anymore, Dan, especially because, well, I'll get there as to, cause there was something they should have been covering and I'll get there because Dan, I got to tell you, there's been exciting stuff going on in the news well, and, and I'm but, ready. Uh, before we get there. All right. I want to point out something remarkable. You have enough time on your hands to yell at CNN on Twitter, which means you finished your book. I, to be fair, I would have done that before. <laughs> but you finished. I, I You're finished done. It. It's done. Well, it's done adjacent. It it's, will come back for an edit, but it's the sure. major part is done. But it is, this has been a real struggle for you. 
So let's mark it. This is awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yes, the hand on the wall is done. And once it's edited, it's you know, it's already gone into it's it today it went to the production pipeline because when you finish Jesus. a book, yeah, it's into copy edit. And then it will come back in about four weeks and I'll do corrections and rewrite some parts of it and copy edit, which you're not supposed to do, but I do, and clean it up a whole bunch. And then it will go back and then it will come back again and I'll clean it up a little bit more and then it will go back and then it'll come back in pages. And then you do final checks on it and then it goes to the printers. That is amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited. Presumably, it'll go to the printers. A lot of books are printed in China right now, Dan. And if you didn't notice, we're doing a lot of trade wars with China. So, well, and there's already detail. a paper shortage. So, you know, uh, yeah, there's a paper shortage. Just a little publishing insider. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds should be fine. It, it, Your book's going to have like a 9 million percent tariff on it. Yeah, but it'll be worth it. Sure. Dan. Let's go with that. Dan, this time we were we were together for our last recording. We sure were. We were together in Nashville, Tennessee at Pod X. And now we, we a, are very far apart. Yep. Again, as we always are. But I'm excited. I'm excited. This is the first this is a beginning of summer podcast. Now we are having fall like weather here in New York today, but uh I feel like the summer is starting, and this is a podcast about planning our summers, being our best selves. It's going to be great. Going on trips. It, it's about traveling. It yeah, it's a lot about traveling. I am. Th this will be very traveling. I was thinking back to last summer when we also spent uh, we spent the summer on the road as a family, um, and last summer we were coming out every other week, and so. Uh, the logistics of campground Wi-Fi and things like that was less uh, a, a constant, but mm -hmm. uh, we are weekly now. So mm -hmm. this will be a fun adventure every week to figure out if we have enough connection to actually do this. Yep. But I'm in for it. I'm in for that adventure. It was great. We hooked up today. We started pulling. Janice is the trucker of the family. So she was she did the inaugural first day pull. And uh, it felt good. It felt good to be back out. Man, you I guys. I good about this summer, Maureen. Yeah, you guys go on adventures and stuff. We do. I'm going to get we out do. more. We are, uh, we are sort of in the middle of nowhere right now, in the middle of no nowhere, Illinois. Tomorrow we will go to St. Louis, and then we are on to Memphis and uh, crisscrossing through um, Arkansas and into Texas, and then we will be in Austin for quite a while, and then uh, into New Mexico and uh, Santa Fe for quite a bit, and then into Colorado. So, says Whovians, let me know if we're crossing paths with you. You can see Dan's beard. You can. You can. Just, I'll just put beard it out the window. It'll 2019. Just, it'll just flap in the breeze. Mm -hmm. You're not the only one traveling, Dan. I am the only one traveling. I'm the only one allowed to travel. What are you talking about? Dan, because I, for once, I'm the one that prepped the notes. See, it's usually Dan that does all the work, but this week it's me and I have wonderful things to share. I'm excited for you to bring me through this. I have been preoccupied yes, with, with getting ready, so talk to me, Maureen. Well, says Huvia, we begin our summers together with a little... We, we're going to go on a journey 
with the president. Oh, and, no. And um, that's right, Dan. It's, it's his annual trips. And um, he went to Japan recently. But this last week, he went to England. He didn't just go to uh. England. He went several places. And we're going to go through it now. Oh, so, boy. Oh, mm-hmm. man. This is like the perfect storm for you. You have been uh, our uh, England correspondent when it has come to Brexit and things. And now, suddenly, uh-huh. Trump himself. Before leaving on his trip, goodwill trip to the United Kingdom, President Trump gave an interview to the British newspaper The Sun. And he was asked about comments made by the now Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle. She made some comments in 2016 and criticized the Trump presidential campaign. And in response, he said, I didn't know she was nasty. Well, Dan, I don't know if you know this. Meghan Markle is real popular. She seems beloved. For a country that Mm -hmm. loves their royals, she seems like it is another level of love toward her. Uh, they are, you know, here's what I'm going to say. I think they're okay with their royals, but their royals are very popular abroad. And Meghan Markle is especially popular here because she's American. Yeah. Like we, we finally have a prince. We have a princess. Well, he, then he said, then he decided to tweet, Dan, and he said, I never called Meghan Markle nasty, made up by the fake news media, and they got caught cold. Will CNN, New York Times, and others apologize? Doubt it. The problem was, Dan, that that interview was recorded. Oh, good. And uh, the audio was played out in which you could clearly hear him say all of the things that are quoted in exactly the order and the way that he said it. And then you would think that the audio enough would be enough to say that he'd said it. But then, Dan, his own official War Room account posted the audio that everyone had already heard. But they posted it as what? part of the de- as part of the denial. They post the their tweet reads, and this is the official Trump war room. Can we just also point out that he has an account called the official Trump war rooms? But but that's beside the point. Fake news. CNN is at it again, falsely claiming President Trump called Meghan Markle nasty. Here is what he actually said. Listen for yourself. They then post the audio in which he says those words exactly. I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, then, so clearly then someone's like, oh, we actually posted the audio in which he said. So it's all getting very convoluted. So they decided to clarify it by having an interview with Piers Morgan uh, in which Trump admitted using the word nasty, which was on video as well, when asked about Meghan Markle comments. And then he accused the media of misquoting him and said there was nothing unclear. Sure. Let's just so, go with that. The Pierce Morgan interview, this was the same interview where he was gifted an enormous hat. Yes. Right? We're going to get to the hat. The hat. Oh, good. The hats. He got some oh, good, good gifts on this trip. <laughs> before the plane lands. So that's all. That's before he goes. Okay? Yeah. So it, it's like you're about to go somewhere to visit someone important for the summer. And you. It's a, it's a kind of preliminary fuck you. Yeah, it's like you before it's the, like you got it's like you got in the plane to visit someone, but before you did it, you shat into a bag and mailed it to them. But now you're on the plane. And yeah. from from the plane, he tweets, Sadiq Khan, 
Sadiq Khan is the mayor of London. Sadiq Khan, who by all accounts has done a terrible job as mayor of London, has been foolishly, quote, nasty to the visiting president of the United States, by far the most important ally of the United Kingdom. He is a stone cold loser who should focus on crime in London, not me. Khan reminds me very much of our very dumb and incompetent mayor of NYC, de Blasio, (laughs) who has also done a terrible job, only half his height. In any Wait, event, only half his height. We're going to go back over this. In any event, I look forward to being a great friend to the United Kingdom. Am looking very much forward to my visit landing now. So, this is again. He, now he's 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 t- he's tweeting that as the fucking plane's landing. <laughs> Just to go over that, this is a two tweet sequence. Sadiq Khan has done who, by all accounts has done a terrible job as mayor of London. He hasn't. Has been foolishly, quote, nasty to the visiting president of the United States. Now, he's really poking the bear with that, as that's the yeah, word. Yeah, he even puts nasty in quotes mm-hmm. just to drive it home. Mm-hmm. He is a stone-cold loser who should focus on crime in London. Okay. Uh, Khan reminds me very much of our very dumb and incompetent mayor of NYC, de Blasio, to which all of New York is like, meh, we'll give it to him. And yeah, that one, that one's, we shrug. that one's a legit. Yeah. We're like, he's, you know, he's not the worst ever. It's not like we have Giuliani, but it's not great. You know I mean? It's, 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 I feel like it's that part of, uh, curb your enthusiasm, the gift of Larry David going, meh, you know, <laughs> who has also done a terrible job, only half his height. Who's I don't know height. I don't know. He's, I don't know, Dan. Who's height? I mean, you've Who, seen De Blasio. Is De Blasio mm. particularly short or tall? I, I think De Blasio's tall. Okay, like super tall? Maybe tall. He might be really tall. Okay. No one that's crazy. That's a crazy thing to do. Like all everything about this is crazy, but that little just that little aside in there is the extra crazy. It's like the just that little it's the insanity burger touch where they're like, they put honey on the bacon. You're like, yeah, it's that little extra crazy, only half a sight. Look forward to being a great friend in the United Kingdom. Le- landing now. Landing now, Dan. I, I'm sorry. I just I have been I've been texting the height of these people. So de Blasio, okay, de Blasio is tall, very tall. He is six mm-hmm. foot five. Yeah. And Sadiq Khan is perhaps uh, slightly short mm-hmm. uh, at five foot five. So there mm-hmm. is a foot difference between them, but it is not half his height. It's also fucking weird. <laughs> Extreme. <laughs> At whatever height, it's fucking weird. Landing now. So uh, he landed at Stansted Airport, which is like the shitty, it's the shitty airport. It would be like landing it. I I guess they have to to do that because Air Force One is gigantic and nothing else can be around it. So they landed up at Stansted. Okay. He he met the queen, Dan. Yeah, he um, really did. He really met the queen. Because this is says who, we uh we have the menu, and um we're going to go through it. They uh, had two meals. To... So this is the meal that the 
that the queen prepared for him, right? And then they did a second night at the U.S. ambassador where the Americans cooked for the, for the British. Wonderful. Yes. Well, so this, the menu we're about to talk about is the menu that the Brits prepared for Trump. We begin with the fish course. It's steamed filet of halibut with a watercress mousse, asparagus spears, and a chevrel sauce. That seems... Did he eat it? Particularly difficult for him. Mm. You, he don't, you don't think he ate it? I don't think that watercress mousse went anywhere near his mouth, for sure. <laughs> what about the asparagus? No. I, he does not drink... He does not eat asparagus. Because eating asparagus would remind him that he pees. Mm. I don't think he likes okay. to think about bodily functions. What about the halibut? Did he eat the fish? I mean, I'm looking at this menu, and I don't know. Just run through the whole menu. I can't. All right. All right. Yeah. The main course is saddle of new season Windsor lamb with herb stuffing, spring vegetables, and port sauce. Yeah. He eats the lamb. I think he eats the lamb. He eats the lamb, but that's a challenge. Like, lamb is a food that you don't typically serve ketchup with. You serve, mm. like, what, a mint jelly? Isn't oh, that a British, isn't that a British, like, yep. serving of lamb with mint jelly on the side? It is. Uh, in this case, it's served with a port sauce, which I think you could describe as a kind of fancy ketchup. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's probably like a, like right. a, like a boozy roux, though. And that doesn't feel like a, that doesn't feel like a him thing. So yes, the port sauce is like a red, it's meat with red sauce. Uh, for our dessert course, we have a strawberry sable with a lemon verbena cream. That sounds divine. I would eat the shit out of that, Dan. I would. Yeah, but boy. Lemon but again, he wouldn't. Um, what is a do you think strawberry sable? What is a sable? I think, uh, so I believe it's a a dessert with a, like, a, like a fine biscuity, like a cookie. With a cream that looks like a Chantilly cream almost. And in this case, I think it was like a lemon verbena cream with fresh strawberries all around. So I think I think it's something along the lines of a shortcake, like a strawberry shortcake. Kind of similar, like a biscuity part, a creamy part Man, and a fruity part. This feels like they're trolling him food wise. They might be. And I'm here for it because this this is a classic spring English menu. I mean. A watercress and asparagus and chevrolet and lamb and spring vegetables yeah. and verbena. Like, it's very, you know. Anyway, then it it has some assorted fresh fruit and coffee and pettifor. So, did he eat? I, he ate the lamb. He ate the lamb. Begrudgingly, I would mm -hmm. say. And maybe think, they told I think him ate the it was dessert. I don't know. I mean... The only dessert we know that he eats is vanilla ice cream. Mm -hmm. And they like the lemon verbona cream. Are you kidding me? No way. Did you just say verbona? Because I like that a lot. Oh, sorry. I, I, the way that I'm sitting, I am talking into a box that is lined with sound panels. And uh, mm -hmm. I have to read at a distance my actual computer. Is it verbena? It's a verbena, but uh, I like that it, you kind of called it a verboner. A verboner. You know, he did. He's like, what is this, a verboner? That's funny. <laughs> it's a funny word. Said it to so, the queen. Uh, 
Afterwards, he was asked about the meeting with the queen, and he said the meeting with the queen was incredible. I think I can say I got to know her because I sat with her many times, and we had automatic chemistry. You will understand that feeling. It's a good feeling, but she's a spectacular woman. And he asked, uh. he was asked by Lara Ingram if he fist bumped the queen. And he said, I did not. But I had a great relationship. We had a really great time. There were why, the, those. Why that, would she ask him that? Well, <laughs> what a weird ass thing to ask him. Like he's not a fist bumper normally. Dan, this whole trip is entirely. It's just a pearls on a string of weird moments. He says there are those that say they have never seen the queen have a better time, a more animated time. We had a period we were talking a solid straight. I didn't even know who the other people at the table were. Never spoke to them. We just had a great time together. He wants, like, that oh, is... That sounds so nice. It's very sexual. I think he is flirting with the queen. Like, that's... That's... It's... The queen is, what, 200 years old at this point? She is 92, I think. I have a hard time imagining that in the prime of her youth, perhaps she didn't have a more animated time than slumped next to Donald Trump complaining about lamb. Hmm. It was hot, Dan. It was hot. Oof. Well, the next night, the Americans were involved in feeding the Brits. Uh, and this is what they served. It is a, this is a real exercise in contrasts compared to the watercress mousse and, uh, and halibut and things. So first course, Maureen, are you ready? I am. Heritage tomatoes with fresh burrata, mm -hmm. garden basil, and uh, some salt. Okay. So tomatoes with cheese and basil. We then, all like a burrata salad. That's a nice thing. Yeah. Then guess, guess what the main was. Is it steak? Grilled filet of beef mm -hmm. with palms Anna. So with like, you know, potatoes. Potatoes Anna, oh. yeah. And a watercress puree. Mm -hmm. I will, I eat my hat on that one. Uh, as well as uh, some carrots, some cooked carrots. And then dessert, Maureen, summer berries, homemade vanilla ice cream. <laughs> And uh, some sort of mus muscovado sugar twillet. Twill, twill, uh, yeah, a tool. Man. It's a, it's a, uh, it's like a fine sugar cookie, and oh, it's okay. it's like one of those kind of decorative. And I'm, I'll bet you my ass, Dan, that that watercress puree is just like three little green dots on the plate. Oh yeah, I bet. It you know is. what I mean? But it's yeah, like, so he got. He got a steak the next night. Mm -hmm. And with, vanilla, uh, ice, vanilla ice cream. Yeah. And with cooked carrots. And that seems to be... It, it, I am willing to add cooked carrots to the list of things that he'll eat because I feel like cooked carrots is on almost every uh, every menu that he prepares. And I feel like he, he might eat the burrata and the, chi the tomato and mozzarella salad. Yeah, I think so. Because that, like the tomato, like a tomato mozzarella that type of thing that feels like a very kind of 80s new york steakhouse yeah type of salad it's also like halfway to a cheeseburger <laughs> it's true maybe he saves a little on the side and a bun so then he can just slice his steak and have a little burger 
I mean, that would probably be a pretty tasty sandwich. You know, you put that yeah, all together. Would. Yeah, that would. <laughs> so that he did have his steak and vanilla ice cream the next night. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. 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 Always. Always. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan, from there, he has a meeting and a press conference with Prime Minister, well, so, to be outgoing Prime Minister uh, Theresa May. Now, this is all under the backdrop of what's going on with Brexit, is that officially the prime minister has resigned because of catastrophic failures in the Brexit negotiation, which is tearing the country asunder, completely fucking everything up. Uh, It's going terribly. Uh, And they, so they had a press conference that I didn't watch Dan, because I hold on to a single golden thread of self-preservation. I, well, I didn't watch all of it. I watched a little tiny bit of it. <laughs> I like that. Even still, you watched some. I watched like a minute or two, but it was a it was a surprisingly long conference. Oscar came home at one point and was like, "Are they still talking?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think they are." It's just just was going and going and going. Um, but at one point, he was asked a question about whether or not the NHS. Was a nego- was going to be a, a potential negotiating point when it came to negotiating trade deals, and the NHS being the National Health Service, the National Health Service, and then he said, "I think everything with a trade deal is on the table." So, um, now that the 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 this idea that the think about that for a second, Dan, the National Health that's saying that potentially he would consider bringing in the topic of another a sovereign nation's health service as part of any considerations about trade deals that you would I do mean, with them assuming the fact that he just heard nhs and it went one, in one ear and out the other and he simply echoed back because he assumed it was some sort of you know acronym for national hummingbird service you know i mean whatever um but what if we could get the nhs here maybe that's what he meant maybe he meant that we could that will be the new healthcare system we'll just we'll just out we'll outsource it to england well dan i this is one of the many kind of worries about this hard brexit that the conservatives in the uk want um is this kind of looming possibility that they they want to rip up any deals with the EU and potentially enter these weird new deals with the US in which they may just straight up sell off parts of the NHS to oh start boy. adopting a more American system. Oh, this good. Is, this is one of the fears. Uh-huh. And it has come up before this idea that Trump you know, would only do certain deals if they stopped having the NHS operating in the way that it operates. Because, for example, it makes us look bad because they get the drugs so much cheaper. Right. Which has and, come up again and again and again. And they can get health care. They can get health care, but we are actually paying more for drugs because of yeah. our system. And it makes us of look course. stupid because we have a we have a bad system. Makes us look stupid because we are stupid. Yeah. I mean... I'll give you a little for instance. I have a friend, a beautiful friend, who's from Ireland. She had terrible cancer, and she was treated in Ireland 
and cured is a beautiful thing. And yeah. I believe her total bill at the end of this terrible cancer was something like 80 euro, which they apologized for charging her and oh my God. offered to repay. But she got these pain patches that are incredibly expensive here. And they were just giving them to her because am I, I was saying something like, oh, my father uses those and they cost like $400 a pack or something, even with insurance. It's some crazy amount. Yeah. And she literally saved a couple and gave them to me. Oh, my God. I was like, God. oh, I saved these for your father. Oh, boy. Yeah. There's nothing that gives me more personal anxiety than discussing our health system. Anyway, that's it has come up before, this possibility that there's that th there are people that want to kind of pack up the NHS in England so they can be like here, to which wow. we say, don't do that. Don't do it. It's not good here. No, it is not. Anyway, Trump had a little trouble leaving number 10 Downing Street as Larry, the number 10 Downing Street cat, crouched under the beast and refused to come out because cats give no fucks. Yeah. Yep. That cat was like, I'm going to just fuck shit up right now. Yep. Yep. He was just sitting under the beast like, what are you fucking going to do about it? What are you going to do about it, bitch? <laughs> what are you going to do? There were massive protests in London for his visit, uh, which he claimed were not happening. He was like, there were no protests, to which all the people that protested, we disagree. Here we are, many, many of us. You see then, unlike here, his just denial of what's happening does not really work. No. That's why the, the Meghan Markle shit didn't work, the denial of the protests, because they don't have that echo chamber that whatever Trump says is real, even when it's provably demonstrably false. Um, that doesn't happen there. Um, but during these protests, the uh, Trump baby balloon was floating and it was um, a woman, a right wing troll who calls herself based Amy stabbed the Trump baby balloon and shouted, this is dis a disgrace. And he is the best president ever. She cut herself in the process no. and was arrested. <laughs> and a little side note, based Amy also made headlines in 2007 when she reportedly cost rescue services more than one million pounds by staging at least 50 cries for help and throwing herself into the sea around Britain's coast. BBC what? News reported she was Wait, reportedly what? banned from she was reportedly banned from being within 50 meters of the sea surrounding the British coast. I am speechless right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So she's just like jumping off the cliffs of Dover for, uh, for shits and giggles. Well, it sounds like she throws her like randomly goes out and just wades into the sea. What? <laughs> and then they have to send emergency services. And I know because of my family in England, the, the, the lifeboat service is a registered charity. It costs a lot to send the boat out. Like that's expensive. Wow. So, and she has done it. She has cost rescue services more than a million pounds by wandering into the sea. And so she has now been banned from being within 50 meters of the sea, which, you know, England, it's an island. So mm -hmm. she has to kind yeah, of stay. There's a lot of sea. She got to stay and 50 meters away from the sea. <laughs> from there, Dan. Yeah. Having had this wonderful, successful visit to England, 
it really goes, seemed like everything went right. So he went to Ireland. Yeah, sure. To visit his golf course. Yeah, I just want to point out that I was right. When we went to PodX, we were talking about his upcoming trip to England. And I mentioned that he was going to Ireland to st- and wanted the Prime Minister of Ireland to come to his golf course. And you and everyone else there was like, no, Scotland. Well, that's fair. I was right. You I was fr- right. right. Although it does I appear that... right. I don't think that... I don't think he went to the golf course. It sounds like they had a meeting that appear- apparently was at like the airport or something. It was really weird. But uh, yeah, so well, the went- prime minister refused to go to his golf course. So I, I think so. He met with the Taishak, uh, who's the Taishak is it's like the it's like the prime minister. It may not be the prime minister, but it's the ruler of Ireland. Damn. And this is from the BBC. This is how this went down. Quote. Probably you'll ask me about Brexit because I just left some very good people who are very much involved with Brexit, as you know, and I think it will all work out very well, Mr. Trump said. And he continues, and also for you with your wall, your border, we have a border situation in the United States and you have one over here, but I hear it's going to work out very well. The Taoiseach then pointed out the Irish government wanted to avoid a, quote, border or wall between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. And the reason they want to avoid that is that's literally what was the cause of the war. (laughs) And it's literally the biggest problem with the Brexit deal is the fact that it shuts down this free and open border between Northern Ireland and Ireland. It could potentially restart the troubles, which were finally brought to an end by the Good Friday Agreement. And that's the one of the worst parts of all this. And he's literally like, hey, why don't you put up a wall? Yeah. What could go wrong? The Taoiseach very charitably said later that, well, you know, there are about 200 countries and, you know, obviously you can't remember what's going on in all of them. Yeah. You know, that's very thoughtful. Um, the whole Trump family traveled with um, with Trump, including his large adult sons and Ivanka and also Tiffany. And when they went to Ireland, Eric and Dojo uh, decided to treat the workers at the Duneberg golf club, the Trump golf club uh, to drinks at the local pub. And there was a lot of press of them, like, you know, pouring pints of Guinness and all of that. And it turned out Maureen, they did not pay their bar tab. <laughs> the owners of the pub went to the press a few days later because they stiffed them. Oh God, Dan! I I read that and it reminded me of a uh, of a tweet that went out during the campaign. Um, the Trump boys were in California. I think it was after one of the debates, and they went to an In and Out Burger very late at night. And a guy tweeted out a photo of uh, of Eric with his with a friend of his and Eric is standing there at the in and out drinking lemonade out of the free water cup. These are very cheap individuals. And they are famous for not paying people. <laughs> they are. But yeah, they skipped out on their bar tab for the whole town. I'm just shaking my head down because sometimes that's all I can do. It's that's an understandable reaction. Well, Dan, it's okay, because from there he went to France. Yeah. 
And the backdrop of the France trip is that it's the 75th anniversary of the uh, landing at Normandy Beach. Yeah, of D-Day. And Solemn remembrances of the dead, I'm sure. Uh, a very serious occasion, a very significant uh, anniversary. And he gave an interview with Fox News in front of the Normandy Memorial and all of the dead, in which he called special counsel Robert Mueller a fool and the Speaker of the House a disaster. Boo! Yep. <sighs> Dan. Mm-hmm. Dan. Maureen. Also, why were those freeloading little freaks on that trip anyway? You know, they showed up at the palace. My favorite yeah. of the comments, they had. there's a picture of all of them together at the palace. And someone tweeted out, finally, the V.C. Andrews bridal collection we've all been waiting for because all of their clothes are super weird. <laughs> they are. They There was a lot of weird tailoring going on. And the hat. During a, it was an interview inside the Churchill War Rooms. Yeah. Where they said, here's a special gift for us. And they gave him. A Churchill hat, which is a large kind of bowler style hat. And they gave him just, they gave him a huge hat. <laughs> they made him put it on. Uh, it didn't fit. It has been a weird. So even before he left for England, uh, Trump, there was a, a, a yet another horrific mass shooting in um, Virginia. And uh, Trump went golfing. And then swung by a church to ostensibly, you know, pay respects to to the dead. And uh, he walks into this church looking like almost an entirely different person. He is wearing enormous pants hiked up to <laughs> mid waist, yet somehow they are still dragging on the ground a polo shirt and a sport coat thrown over that. He is wearing golf cleats, Maureen. And then he walks in, and it's a church. He gets up on the stage, and you see this moment pass over his face where he realizes he has to take off his hat. And we have talked about this before, Maureen, that a large reason I have always thought why he wear, like why the MAGA hat started is because then he doesn't have to prep his hair mm -hmm. and you see what lies beneath that hat when he takes it off it is not it is not it is not hair maureen it is like a it is like a wet albino possum sitting up there it is not a good look but neither was the giant hat. And then he also had a lot of odd tailoring on tuxedos and things on this whole trip. It is like his, it is like whoever picks his clothes out because it certainly is not him is out to get him. This is why we make this podcast because everything that happens is such an assault on anything that makes sense. And this has been a particularly weird week of just, you know what? I've got English family now. And it's tough. It's <laughs> tough when he's over there. It's very tough. <laughs> and watching English coverage of it is very refreshing because they're just like, 
They give no fucks. They they call it exactly as it's happening. And um, you forget that there are places in the world that where people aren't pretending that there's anything normal happening, that that that, that you could that they're just calling it like like what what's real, Dan? <laughs> anyway, Dan, there were many other things that happened, some of which while we were traveling, including a really extraordinary interview with Jared Kushner that I don't have the <laughs> bandwidth or heart to go through because it's, that one's real disheartening. I I have mm. not watched the whole thing, but every clip that comes out is stuff. I just I spend a good five minutes just staring at the wall afterwards. It was tough. It was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. And it was like watching someone who has come out of a cult or is like just on the verge of or no, they're still they're they're still in it. And it's no. it's I don't know. I had that I watch a lot of stuff about Scientology and I feel like that had that similar like they just kind of blank out when there's they can't answer a question. God damn it. I forgot about those fucking interview mm-hmm. clips. It was tough. It was a lot oh, of tough moments. They're no good. So Dan, this summer I really feel like I I feel like I'm personally gonna renew a little bit. You know, I've been a little yeah. bit on a treadmill for the last couple of years. I really wanna think about next projects. I want to rehabilitate my body, which, you know, took a beating. And I feel like I can really kind of get it back. Although I have to say, uh, it started out, I was like, I'm going to renew my body. And then I spit out a piece of tooth because my tooth, oh, I, no. I spit out teeth the sa- at the same rate some people spit out watermelon seeds. Like it's just <laughs> constant. My teeth what? are made of like sand. They don't, I have uh, terrible teeth. And whenever yeah, I think I I'm doing you. well, I spit out a tooth. Oh no! I spit out a whole tooth on Christmas. It was a crown, but I spit it out. I just like was it wrapped? Did it have like a little ribbon around it? Yeah, it did. Aww, what a nice present! I spit out. I've been. I've traveled and spit out teeth. Like I, I spit out teeth everywhere I go. I'm just like a. I leave a trail of teeth. How do you have that many teeth? Are you part shark? Yes. Oh well, that explains it. It's what I have in common with my little dog daughter. With her of her little ball of teeth, so many teeth. Just what? Just when you think she's napping or not about to do something ridiculous, like last night, we're just like, oh, she's back there just playing with a toy. She jumped from the floor over the back, like towards the back of the sofa, and grabbed my hair. Whoa! We were just watching TV, and I was like, Wah! and I just went she's backwards. She's just like swinging from your hair by your mouth. Uh huh. <laughs> Perfect. She's very funny. Like she's just she's just like Tigger energy. She's just full of springs. But I will say when she sleeps with me in bed, like I was in bed with her just her this morning and she cuddles and she puts her little head on my neck or my face. And then she breathes like Snoopy. She makes this little oh, 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 and then she just cuddles. Oh, she is a ridiculous dog. <laughs> She is so f- ridiculous. I mean, yes. Does she Does she bite a lot? She, yes. She has got the terrier part of her in her that's just like, I think with my teeth. But, and her teeth broke, my tooth broke. You know, it's just a thing. Anyway, I got to get my tooth fixed tomorrow. It's real sharp. It keeps cutting the side of my tongue as I'm talking. So the whole time oh, I've been God. talking, I've been like, ow. I'm used to it, Dan. It's just a thing. I don't notice pain anymore, Dan. Like my, you bite. I get bitten on the arms. My teeth fall out. I've got a trap. I've got a, 
a nerve adhesion on my left side, so I can't lift my left arm. Oh, God. As you saw, I, and then I got hit in the face with a door when I was down yeah. at Botex. So, I mean, that's just how I live, Dan. And I feel like I'm going to really renew this summer. I like it. Renew body, like it. renew spirit. And like I've been saying, I've been saying, Dan, we're going to relive the summer of 73. And that started today in what they're calling pre-impeachment hearings, in which they brought out my man, John Dean. Yeah, they really were going for the full summer of 73 vibe. We're bringing out John Dean. Dan, this is our summer to, to fully go Woodward and Bernstein. This is it. I, I'm going to start smoking just so I can really do the full Bernstein. I thought that was, you see, I, when I asked people, I thought they thought you were Woodward and I was Bernstein. Well, true. What do you, right, you got to start feel, smoking then. Well, who do you feel more like? I definitely feel, well, I think probably I am the Woodward and you're the Bernstein here. So smoke up. Says Woodward is the more straight, you know, straight laced, did a lot of the, yeah. and then Bernstein. Bernstein's got, Bernstein's got that, that manic energy that sometimes, occasionally, perhaps you exhibit. Me? I know, it, it feels a little random. But on occasion, sometimes. Oscar has just walked in and he has the look and the look on his face says, where's the dog? Then <clears throat> he's nodding yeah. now. The dog is downstairs. Um, now you've all known Oscar is home. He he also very much enjoyed Trump's visit to England. <laughs> uh, but yes, we're we bring our lives in, says Huvia. Like you, you're. Remember, we're all crommed in a room together and we're we're all sharing. You know, Oscar comes in. He has some hot dish, you know. Yes, we're returning to the summer of 1973. We're having pre-impeach. And I told you, June, we're going to start having some hearings, Dan. Yeah, uh, today this we is on. And I couldn't even watch the goddamn John Dean hearings because the, the helicopter crash when they're like, everything, is this the new 9-11? We're all like, no, there was a terrible crash. Someone died. It's very sad. Put John Dean on. <laughs> Why? Why are they putting John Dean on? I don't know. I can't figure it out either. Very oddly random. It does, but okay. It, yeah, I thought there, I thought there was a master plan at work, but no. His, he, he's there to provide historical context for the Don began situation. Did they bring him in to talk them into impeaching? I think they they because a lot of this was going to have to do with something that has to do with Don McGann. Don McGahn being the White House counsel, being asked to lie. John Dean was a White House counsel who was asked to lie. Okay. So it just seems like they could have summer of 73 thrown Don McGahn in jail We're or something instead. Are there tapes? Do you know of any tapes? Dan, we're going to have a hot, fun summer. You're going to travel. I'm going to creatively renew. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to watch John Dean on television. I'm going to be burned. Bernstein, you're going to be Woodard, and we're going to see them on TV every goddamn night. Yeah, no kidding. Those guys just got some real, some real cash thrown their way to be on TV for sure. I'm but ready Maureen, to relive the summer of '73. You really are. I am ready to live the summer of 2019. And says Huvians, tell us how you're doing this summer. What are you up to? Drop us a line. At Says Who Podcast on Twitter, you could join the Facebook group at slash group slash Says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. 
You can even send an email to hey, that is H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. What are you doing this summer to make it through? We want to hear from you. I did that all out of order, Maureen, but it just felt right. That moment felt right. Yeah, you're all over the place. Says who is brought to you by you. Puppy pooped all over the apartment today, by the way. Oh, boy. Because it's raining here. She was like, I'm not going on this. Patreon.com slash says who. Your support is amazing. So if you're all in here right now, just so you know, I've cleaned it up, but she was like, gross. You I'm just saying. You need to share that. This was just it's, something you offered up. It's puppy poop because she's also got a super warm belly. Oh, boy. She's, she's hey, so Maureen. Warm. Sometimes I kiss her little belly and I go, you're so silly. Do we have a Main Street mogul this episode? We, we do. Main Street moguls for $50 a month. We will read your ads. I will read your ads. I will sell whatever for you. It's a she deal. It's, it's true. It's a real, it's a good deal. And this is from our Main Street mogul, Dustin Ward, who says, I would greatly appreciate it if you would promote my favorite band, The Wind and the Waves' new podcast, The Dwight and Patty Show. So that's the band, The Wind and the Wave. The podcast is called The Dwight and Patty Show. They are also on Patreon, if anyone's able to contribute. The podcast delves into the creative process and is a fascinating listen for anyone interested in music, songwriting, yep. or yeah, or anyone who enjoys entertaining banter. And that's me. Ooh, totally. As someone, as someone who truly loves this band and their music, I would greatly appreciate Sizhuvians giving this podcast a listen and giving it their support. Furthermore, I would officially nominate The Wind and the Wave to headline the first annual Sizhuvia Music Festival. Wow. Holy cow. That that's right. A- well, we... We have a green in Sesuvia. It's true. We need someone to draw us a map. We do. We need a map of Sesuvia. And we have a post office. We sure do. We sure we do. Have a town hall. Maureen, speaking we have of people Street. that could play the f- your music house, festival. My house. Our, our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Got Ted Leo's house there. Yeah. Our logo is designed by Darth. So we have a little, uh, like a little cave area where Darth lives. Yeah. And Sezuvians, I have a task for you. Me, Dan, I have a task for you. Or maybe it's an ask and not a task. But listen, we need you to spread the word about Sezu. Tell your friends. Tell five friends. Tell 500 friends. Do you have 500 friends? Tell them to subscribe to Says Who. Uh, And also, leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts for wherever you listen. But really and truly, you telling people that you like Says Who is how more people know about Says Who. That is the only way. Because as Dan points out, we we are not those lefty bros. As Dan likes to call them. And I just, you know, I listen. Um, but you know, we're not taking money from big sofa. No, we sure aren't. We're not slinging sofas. We're not slinging mattresses. Would we? We've got sure, no food I would. in any boxes. I, in a heartbeat, I would be like trying to get you to buy a sofa. I'd be like, buy this sofa. It's made of parts. You can sit on it. You can sleep on it. You can push it out a window. That's just some sample copy. I didn't even prepare that. <laughs> 
I'll sell food in a box. I'll sell stamps. I'll sell Squarespace. I'll be like, build a site with Squarespace. It's made of squares. Whatever. I'll do it. But until I don't fuck- that point. I don't fucking care. Until I mean, that care. point, you are the ones that we care about. And you telling your friends is a thing we would love for you to do. So please do that. Please leave reviews. Please leave stars. Anyway, join us June 19th. Us and all your friends, June 19th, for the next episode of Says Who. That is a Wednesday. Every Wednesday this summer. That's right. That's it. That's it. That's just it. It's going to be great, Dan. Dan, it's going to be great. Are you trying to finish? Because I just want to tell you how great it's going to be. I am trying to finish. I know. It's going to be great. I locked my family out of my trailer, and I need to start to let them back in. So I've got to roll from the dinette table in my trailer currently parked in la salle peru illinois i'm are you gonna are you gonna let them in in the order in which you like them the most no i'm gonna just probably the three-year-old to walk in first because he currently is obsessed with being the first one into rooms and he will announce it loudly and proudly when he is can i just tell you also that today i got two texts from a friend of mine the first test text said i'm really stinky and the second text said And it turns out that the texts were not from her, but from her son, who was at home from (laughs) camp. This was his first day of camp, and he had to leave because he got upset that another kid was touching the stuff. And he punched the other kid and had to go home. And they got all of his electronics taken away, but found that he could text from his mother's account (laughs) and was texting me about being stinky. Perfect. He's having the best summer. I mean, clearly, if I could just show up at camp, punch someone, then go home and send texts from someone else's phone, I would do it. You could. In many ways, that's already how I live my life. Exactly. And now you end the show. I'm not going to end the show, Dan. Oh, the show's going to go on all it. summer. No. We're going well, to have the time of I our just lives. And this episode. Oh, Dan. All right. From, from my dinette table, I'm Dan Sinker. From Dan Dinette's table, I am Dan Sinkers. Oh, boy. What? It's fine. This has been Says Who.